All right, welcome to the Buckeye Blitz. I am Tito Jeff Thidoff. Uh, we are on Fan Speed Sports powered by DSP Media. Follow me on Twitter at Fit Happens, where you can find me. Uh, lots to get into today. Look, I want to start off talking about the NBA draft. Bryce Sensiball, the uh, incredible freshman season for Ohio State this year in basketball, and uh, departed after one year. When he came into Ohio State, no one really viewed him as a one and done, I don't believe. He was widely considered to be a guy who would be here multiple years. But he, um, as the season went on, he got better and better. Um, he had an injury at the end of the season, which also probably affected his draft stock a little bit. I saw Bryce Sensiball going anywhere in the NBA draft from, and there were varying times, you know, when when all everyone announces if they're going to do it or not. There's mock drafts that come out. I saw him going end of lottery around the uh, out to around like the twenty to twenty five range, maybe a couple of the late latest mock drafts, the last ones um, had him. Uh, going maybe early second round, but luckily first round's a big deal. You get that guaranteed contract. Then if you're a first round pick, it's a much bigger deal. Even if you're uh, where he was at, he got picked 28th by the Utah jazz. If he had fallen out of the first round, even like just dropped three spots to 31, 32 would have been a huge disappointment and a, a detriment to him. So uh, Bryce Sensabaugh drafted 28th overall by the Utah jazz, probably a little lower than he thought he would go when he first declared for the draft. He's a scorer. That's what he, he, he can score at all three levels. And uh, when he was at Ohio State, it, it was it was very effortless scoring. And I don't that's not to say he doesn't have effort. What I'm saying is it was in the flow of the game. He did not force shots up for the most part. He had a couple of instances where he did, but by and large, very polished for a freshman. And um, had a great year. He he's the kind of guy who would score 20, but it didn't feel like he took a lot of shots or any unnecessary shots to get to 20. So. Bryce Sensiball's NBA career starts up uh, again. Last year, remember Malachi Branham went. Branham went in the first round. EJ Liddell in the second. And this year, you've got um, Bryce Sensiball going 28 overall to the Utah Jazz. All right, let's move on to football because we are inside about 70 days, I believe, until the um, right around the time for Ohio State takes on Indiana, and the um, the Buckeyes picked up a 2025 quarterback class, 2025 Tavion St. Clair. There is who uh, was just here in town for some camps and um, uh, looked really sharp. And the Buckeyes offered him. He is uh, from Bell Fountain here in Ohio, and um, he chose Ohio State over, I believe it was like LSU, Tennessee, Penn State, Alabama, Michigan. We're all in on him. Class of 2025, number 10 overall player in the state of Ohio um, in the class of 2025. So uh, he last year as a sophomore. Now again, keep in mind this is this is a kid who is. 2025. So he was just a sophomore last year, completed almost 71% of his passes, 2,453 yards, 24 touchdowns, and four interceptions. Um, now, it's a, it's a verbal commit. So like I always say with everything, when it comes to the verbal commits, especially this far out, he could change his mind. Being an Ohio kid, though, I think it's unlikely he will, unless something drastically changes with the personnel Ohio State's bringing in, or if he sees a, um, a playing time situation that's not in his favor in the near future for Ohio State once he arrives. You could see something, I guess, at that point. But uh, he's right now for the class of 2025. And if you remember that Ohio State tries to get like one stud quarterback, at least one in every single recruiting class. Um, you know, they had what uh, they Kyle McCord, you know, they've had um, obviously the um, uh, CJ Stroud was the one year as well. Uh, Lincoln Kleinholz is coming in in the class of 2023. Um, 2024 is Aaron Nolan, and now 2025 is uh, Tavion St. Clair out of Bell Fountain. 2026 could be Ashland's uh, Nathan Bernhard. He is uh, class 2026. He's going 
into his sophomore season. Hard to believe that this kid, though, he's a target of Ohio State, though. He's six foot five, 200 pounds going into his sophomore season. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that and see what, uh, you know, if Ohio State, how, how heavy they'll pursue him. But he's, uh, I think he's one of the early guys they had their eye on for the class of 2026, which is so weird to say because the guys just had just finished his freshman year uh, of high school. Um, Dylan Rayola, and he was one of the guys Ohio State target. Remember Dylan Rayola, uh, class of um, 2024, and he uh, when he committed to Ohio State, and he was going to um, come in and, and, and he started recruiting everybody. He said and was going to um, you know start recruiting hard for Ohio State and bring people to Ohio State and all this stuff. And then he decommitted, and now he is a Georgia commit again, class of 2024. But the news about Dylan Rayola is that he is transferring high schools again. I think he's. this will be his third high school in three years. Actually, his fourth high school, I believe, is what it's going to be. One of them he, never even, he transferred to but never played football for uh, out in Arizona. But now he's going uh, to Buford, Georgia, to play there. And the high school team there is stacked. They've got a couple of five-star kids on defense at Ohio State. One's an athlete slash safety. Um, I believe the other a defensive end that Ohio State is um, trying to uh, recruit, but uh, so it's a it's a loaded team. And with Dylan Rayola, I don't have a problem with him going from Arizona, the state of Arizona, to the state of Georgia to play his final year of high school ball to get closer to the Georgia program. You know, it's 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 an easier commute for the Georgia coaches to come check him out and stuff like that. If he wants to go um, to do anything on campus there, so it's an easier commute. Obviously, that makes perfect sense, but. The red flag for me is the fact that this is his fourth high school. And the one high school he transferred to, he never even played a down for, never played football for. And he was facing a five-game suspension. Arizona's got this um, interscholastic transfer rule, and they had a chance they might have suspended him uh, for five games. They could have done that in the upcoming season. But Dylan Ray, all of those, headed over there now uh, to uh, play in the state of Georgia. Uh, CBSSports.com did something where they did uh, one of their writers went through and did all the over-unders um, for Big Ten teams coming up in the uh, upcoming college football season. I want to run through a few of these and give you some of my thoughts on it. But um, they did it alphabetically. The Illinois, they had Illinois over-under six-and-a-half wins. They liked him over six-and-a-half. I think I also like Illinois over six-and-a-half. Um, I, I like where Brett Bielema's got this team going. He has He's one of those coaches who – has the Big Ten personality, Big Ten. And I think when you get into certain cultures, certain environments, certain conferences, you need a, a coach that fits the mold there. Bielema had a lot of success at Wisconsin, nothing at Arkansas. Now back in Illinois and has them going in the right direction. So I do like uh, Brett Bielema. I like Illinois over six and a half on that one. Indiana's over under his four wins. I've got them under that. Indiana's going to be bad again this year. It's, it's funny how good Indiana was under Michael Penix, who is now just a superstar out of Washington. He was good for Indiana as well. Remember the big plays he had against Penn State in that overtime victory, the dive for the pylon. But uh, Penix long gone. Indiana's winning ways also long gone. Uh, I've got them under four wins. Iowa over under seven and a half wins. Iowa's under a lot of scrutiny this year because of their offense, uh, because of Brian Ferentz, Kirk Ferentz's son, about where the offense is going. Um, the over under for them is seven and a half wins. I've it's going to be close for me. They've got Utah State at Iowa State, Western Michigan in the non-conference. They do get Michigan State, um, Illinois, Purdue, all at home. Um, I believe all three of those at home. And then they are their toughest ones. They avoid Ohio State. They avoid Michigan. They play at Penn State and at Wisconsin. I think I think I like them for. I think they'll get to eight wins. I think they'll be slightly over. But I don't love that one. 
Maryland's over under seven wins. I'm going to go under on that one. I don't believe in Maryland at all this year. Um, they do have play at Michigan State, at Ohio State, at Nebraska, at Michigan. Michigan's over under 10 and a half wins. Michigan's going to be over that. I, I fully expect, by the way, spoiler alert, I think Michigan and Ohio State are both going to be undefeated when they play on that Saturday after Thanksgiving. Uh, the odds makers have this as Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State each beating each other one time. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Michigan and Ohio State will both be uh, sitting there at 11 and 0 when they play that game uh, up in Ann Arbor, unfortunately, on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Uh, Michigan State over under four and a half wins. God, I'm going to go under on this one. I Mel Tucker, I can't believe the money they gave Mel Tucker to coach Michigan State, and they've lost their starting quarterback, lost their best receiver through the transfer portal. But I think Michigan State goes under four and a half. Minnesota's over under seven wins. Uh, this is the last year Minnesota's going to really benefit from playing in the Big Ten West because um, starting next year, when we do the when the conference when the divisions go away. They can't uh, – schools the Big Ten West won't be able to pad their victory totals by playing against the weak teams in the West. So uh, Minnesota, though, over under seven and a half wins or seven wins. I think that's going to be tough. I would probably take a push on that one. If I had to bet it, though, I would probably take the under. Nebraska's over under six wins. At Colorado, Northern Illinois, Louisiana Tech are their non-conference games. Um, they also get Iowa, Maryland, Northwestern, Purdue. Again, out there in the West, it helps them out. I think they'll go over that six wins. I think they will end up doing that in Matt Rule's first year there. Northwest, three and a half wins. They play UTEP, Howard, and Duke um, I, at Duke. I think they'll they'll win two of those. I, I got them under. I don't think they'll win a single Big Ten game. So I'm going to go under Northwestern on three and a half wins. I think is where they'll fall. Ohio State, I've already talked about this. They're over under is 10 and a half wins. I, I think they'll be 11 and 0 when they take on Michigan in that big game on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Penn State's over under is nine and a half wins. I see losses to Ohio State and to Michigan. Uh, for Penn State. Other than that, it's not that tough of a schedule for them. Uh, the West Virginia game to start the season will be tough, but um, and I think they'll win that one. So I'll get them at 10 and 2. I'll take them over 9.5. Purdue's over under is five wins. I'll go over on this one. I think that Purdue, Fresno State, um, and Syracuse are two of their non conference games. The other one is um, at Virginia Tech. That might not, that, that Virginia Tech's not that good. They're coming off a tough season. I think that Purdue could end up sealing that one. Give me over five on them. Rutgers over under four wins. My God, I'll take the under. Uh, I know Shiano had success there in his first tenure. They get Temple and Virginia Tech and Wagner. That's their three. They play Northwestern. That could be their fourth, but I don't like anything else in there. So I would probably take a push on this. I wouldn't bet it preferably, but I think they'll be under if I had to bet one or the other. Wisconsin over under eight and a half wins. This is a very low number. I love Wisconsin over eight and a half wins. They avoid Michigan. Uh, their, their toughest game will be hosting Ohio State. They have to play Buffalo at Washington State at Georgia Southern non-conference. Those are three wins for them. Um, at Illinois, at Indiana, Iowa, three more. At Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, Rutgers at Purdue. Look, I think the Ohio State game will be the one blemish on Wisconsin's record. I think they go, they soar past this eight and a half wins. So that's your Big Ten over-unders. Um, to go, and we'll keep an eye on where those numbers move throughout the offseason. One more thing I want to get to. Ole Miss, they, um, there's a quarterback named Austin Simmons. Uh, and uh, maybe I'll sign with it. Austin Simmons. And he uh, is from the state of Florida, class of 2025. Uh, he's a four-star quarterback. So class of 25. So we got a couple years left for him, right? He committed to Florida and then now is decommitted from Florida and is going to go to Ole Miss and reclassify in the class of 2023. So he's not reclassifying by one year like you see most of the time with college football players or 
basketball players, you might see them reclassify one year earlier. Uh, Sonny Styles did it for Ohio State this past season. He's going by two years. So he's going to go to college two years earlier than his class would be going to college. Um, he's a homeschooled kid. He's got a 5.34 GPA, and uh, he already has 15 college credits. So the kid's a genius, very smart kid, very bright kid, but going to going to college two years earlier, reclassifying the 2023 class. I don't expect him to play at all in 2023 for Ole Miss. He might get some garbage time in, I guess. Uh, he's big enough. He's, physically, he's there. I know it's going to be a tough transition for anybody going to from high school you know, two years early to college, uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. We'll watch that and see how that goes and follow that transition for him. But that's an interesting story, though. So that is it for uh, today's Buckeye Blitz. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I want to come my next Buckeye Blitz we're going to knock out here um, coming up is going to be uh, – I had a chance uh, during a radio interview to sit down and talk to Jim Tressel with a colleague of mine. We talked to Jim Tressel. I want to tell you about that. I'm telling you, the man, it's fascinating. But uh, follow me on Twitter. I am at that happens. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Buckeye Blitz, powered uh, on Fan Sports, powered by DSP Media.